Have you ever had to start a new life or a new house or a new job or a new town or a new church or a new restaurant? You know, usually what you do first is you check it out. You go on the internet on your phone or on a computer and you see what it's like. Because you've really never been there before. So you want to check it out before you go. This is a series on knowing and doing the will of God by Henry Blackaby. And this is the last in that series. And uh, this, is a guy, this message today is about God getting you where you haven't been before. See, he wants you to be totally in his will. And he'll take you there. He's really pursuing us all the time, whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not. God is chasing behind us, pursuing us relentlessly because he really wants a relationship with us. So, checking out the neighborhood before you move. Here's what's happened. The people of Israel had been captive for 400 years and they went through 400 years of slavery God sent Moses back to get them to bring them out of slavery and he did that there were the 10 plagues and there was the Passover and he got them through the Red Sea with the army behind them and so having been there they Got across the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army was destroyed, and a very short time after that, they got to the edge of the promised land. I mean, they were right there. Moses wanted to go check it out, because he didn't have Zillow, (laughs) he didn't have maps, he couldn't tell what school zones were there or not. If the neighborhoods were nice, he couldn't tell because he didn't have access to that like we do. So here's what he did. He said this, the Lord said to Moses, send some of the men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So they sent 12 of the 12 tribes and, and God is asking them to join him to get into the promised land. He's led them there. He's got them out of captivity. And he's saying, go in and take a look. Because I've promised this land for you. I want you to know that God has some promises for you. He's got some lands for you that he wants to give you. He's got some places that you have not been before that he wants to take you to. They may be physical places. But they may be spiritual places as well. And here's what he says in Numbers 13, he says, when you reached the valley of Eskol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. It said two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. And that place was called the valley of Eskol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. And at the end of the 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They were there 40 days. 40 days is a time of testing and trial in the Bible. 
And I want you to know that they were there 40 days. It wasn't like they just drove through the neighborhood, rolled down their window, took a couple of looks at the parked cars on the side of the street and the boats that are covered up. No. They lived there for 40 days and set up tent in the promised land. I want you to know that's where God wants you to be. In Canaan, where the grapes are large, a land filled with milk and honey. And they lived there and ate of the fruit of the land that was huge. And after 40 days of being there, they got to take a real good look at the neighborhood. And they came back. And they gave Moses this account. And here's what they said. After being there 40 days, carrying a huge cluster of grapes back and pomegranates and living in the land that God had given them. They gave Moses this account. We went to the land which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But I want you to know it's easy for us to have God taken us somewhere where he wants us to go. And we can get to moving and heading that way with him when he's told us. And then for just a second, we may look around. We may see that we're kind of out on a limb or out on a plank. We may see that some of our friends are behind us. And we may say, it's a good place here, God, but the people who live there are powerful. The cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. You see, God was letting them see the abundance, letting them taste the abundance, letting them live among the abundance for over a month as the people waited for their report. But they saw the giants. They saw the things that faced them. Not the things they left behind captivity for 400 years. Not the things that they had passed on beyond being enslaved. They were in the abundance, but they saw stuff there. You know, it's amazing what you see and perceive when you start moving with God. It's our perspective that makes the difference. Back and forth. Old and new. Tugging at you. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we've all felt it. Every one of us. The Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Caleb and Joshua, they're the ones that wanted to take it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. The Bible doesn't record that they fought them. They just saw them. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they explored. I know nobody in church spreads a bad word about God moving. And about somebody else getting a taste of God and them seeing it. I know nobody, I'm glad that that doesn't happen. 
He says, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim. They're descendants of Anak who came from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we look the same to them. I'll tell you. You can walk with God. You can be blessed with God. You can be in the promised land. And still be afraid. Fear not. For I am with thee. Thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. You see, not everybody liked the new neighborhood. It's hard to get consensus. If you want to rule by committee, that's a one way to kill any idea you've ever had. Because everybody's got a different outlook. Everybody's got a different frame of reference. Our experiences are all different. And when we look at something that God may be given us, some of you may say, let's take it. And sometimes in your life, you may have said, I'm reaching out and I'm grabbing this, God. Yeah, you've put it right here. But maybe other times in your life, you said, but I'm going to have to, if I'm going over here, God, I'm going to have to leave this. You see, we can also be influenced by our past successes, but most probably we are colored by our past failures, the things that didn't work out, the things that you lay in bed and say, I wish I would have done that different. How could I have done that? Or you've had people tell you over and over and over, you see, I told you you couldn't do it. You see, I told you you weren't right. You see, you see, you see. Yeah. God said, explore the land I'm giving you. He talks about it in his word. He says, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And and my ways, they're not your ways, says the Lord. God wants us on the move. He wants us getting closer to him. And here's what the Lord said through Moses in Numbers 14. Not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. See, God said that. And for 40 days, those folks were in the wilderness. I mean, I'm sorry, they were in Canaan. And so God says, now for 40 years, you're going to wonder. And he says in other scripture that those that are 20 years old and above, a generation, they're not going to get into the promised land because of their disbelief. But now they've wandered. They've gotten back to the promised land. They're going to, God's given them another chance. I want you to know, God has not just got one chance for you. Is is that resonating anywhere? He's a God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances. Thank God he is. He hasn't stopped pursuing us. No. So God brings them back after 40 years of wandering with Joshua. And it says in Joshua 1, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, 
You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. And this Jordan River was at flood stage and it was raging that time of year. And they are on the east side of the Jordan River and they're looking to the west. And here's what God said to them. And God says to us down through the ages when he's got something for us to partake of. When he has something he wants us to join with him in. He says this, if he's got a place for you, he's got this promise for you. It's in Joshua 1.3. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Look, you've got to push forward. You've got to move. He's going to take you places you've never been before. You can't imagine. You can't imagine 50 years ago what kind of jobs there are today. You can't imagine 50 years ago what kind of technology is today. We can't envision today what technology is ahead, and that's man. God made us in his image. He's got more for us than we could ever imagine. And he says this in Joshua 1.4, your territory, your territory, Saints, I'm telling you, it's your territory that he's talking about. Will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. See, God addressed all these previous fears. He said, it's going to be yours. He talked about the 12 tribes and the families. A million people, a generation passed away. Grasshoppers they were. God says, not anymore. God has another story. Joshua 1.5 says this, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Be strong and courageous. As you push forward, you're going to have to be strong and courageous. You're going to have to be able to uh, confront what it is ahead of you, no matter how big or how small. You will lead these people to inherit the land, I swore to their ancestors. People of Israel have disobeyed God. And we've all disobeyed God. But you see, there's a shift going on. With these people, there's a shift going on. And they can feel it. They hear that Jordan River rushing by. And all their failures are piled up right there on the bank of the Jordan River. What's your Jordan River today? Where are all the things that you have not met the mark on? Where do they lay today? See, our failures can be all piled up. And they can be a big pile. And they can constrain us. But let me tell you about your failures. And this is the bottom line. Past failures are crushed by God's grace. They're atomized. They may be on one side of the Jordan. But you're fixing to go to the other side of the Jordan. Everything that happened over here, no. Let me tell you, you're not going back on the other side of the Jordan, but you've got to cross it. You've got to get there. 
God wants them to move forward. He's not worried about their past failures or disobedience. He's not worried about our past failures or disobedience. He doesn't care about that. He says that he puts them as far as the east is from the west. He says he puts them in the sea of forgetfulness. He says, I am not even going to see them. So early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim. And they went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing. And after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you're to move out and follow it. God's going to send you a sign. It may be a big road sign, but probably more than anything, this Ark of the Covenant, this wood covered with gold, that held the commandments, that held the staff, that held the manna, that had the cherubim on each side where the presence of God existed, where the mercy seat was, where the blood of Jesus was poured over it for the sins of many. The presence of God will speak to you more than any sign. The Holy Spirit. And he wanted them to know to follow the presence of God because that's what the ark represented. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I tell you today, you start feeling the presence of God, you're going to taste it and know it. Yes. He wants you to follow him, yes. to get with him, to join with him. He wants you to be with him because here's what he has to say. He said, when you see the ark, Move. And then you'll know in Joshua 3, 4. Then you'll know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before. God's got some new ground for you. I hope you hear me. I hope you hear me. God's got some new neighborhoods for you to go into. I hope you hear me. I hope you hear me. God's got some places he wants to take you that you've never been before. Yeah, it may be a new house, a new car, a new neighborhood. But I think it's a relationship with him that he wants to take you where you haven't been. Unless you've really been in a good, healthy, impactful relationship, you can't imagine what it's like. And that's where he wants you. At his bosom. I started with this question. Have you ever had to start a new life or a new house, a new job? It can be scary. It can be intimidating. Everything's new for you. You haven't done it this way before. It's a new thought process. Where have you had to ever lose some things? And then once you got there, you said, why did I fight this? Once you get there, you get settled in wherever in is. And you start to feel the love and the grace. You start to feel the fellowship. You get comfortable. It's like the old chair. 
flannel jacket that you love. You say, why did I ever fight this? Why did I ever not want to go there? I want you to know, God may be speaking to you today about wanting you to go somewhere you haven't been. Some level of understanding, some level of love, some level of forgiveness, some level of understanding, some pushing back behind of crushed past failures and to move into an inherited spot. Do you want that today? We're going to pray. And I want you to know that we're going to pray for those that have never known Jesus Christ or his love. Never experienced real, true love. We're going to pray for you if that's you here today. Or if that's you listening. God's got a new place for you to go. Again, I want you to know God. He's got that stuff behind you. And if you, if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, has God been speaking to you about a new direction, a new path, a new way, a new this or a new that? Something about new. The smell of new leather. God's got an aroma for you that is nothing like you've ever smelt, felt, touched, or tasted before. If that's you, I want you to bow your head with me, all of us. Just bow our heads. Father, we thank you today that, uh, that you've got us moving. We thank you today, God, that you're moving and you're pursuing us, Father. Every place that we go, every turn that we make, every thought that we have, that you're pursuing us. And Father, if no one knows you as their Savior, if anyone hasn't come to the knowledge of your saving grace, Father, I... I pray for them right now that they would, just where they sit, wherever they are, just say, God, I need you. Ah, I need to do it your way. I want to do it your way. It's that, it's that simple. And if you're the person that has given your life to Christ and you know that uh, God's been speaking to you, been talking to you, wanting you to move, wanting you to get from where you are and where you were to where he wants you to be. If you're that person, what I would say to you today is cross the Jordan. Cross the Jordan. God stops the water so you can cross the Jordan. He did it for them. He'll do it for you. I thank you, God, that you'll stop the waters for us. And that as we go through it, Father, your blessing is on the other side. Take it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, if you'd like prayer, uh, we have folks up here that can pray for you. And if not, God bless you. You are dismissed. Hallelujah. Hello, this is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.